0: I get those goosebumps every time you come around, yeah You on my mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those times, I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hind, throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me, throw that to the side, yeah I get those
1: goosebumps every time. Yeah, 7-1-3. Yeah, you I 3, 8, yeah, yeah. I'm riding. yeah. Body on me. Body on me, I'm flying. I'm sipping low-key. I'm sipping low-key and flying. I, it, I get those goosebumps every time. When you're around, yeah. You ease my mind. You make everything feel fine.
0: Hello everybody, good evening, welcome to Loaded Mag in UFC, uh, we're back again for another reaction show, not a great reaction, uh, it could have been a lot worse but obviously it could have been a lot better as well, But well, I'm not alone, Chris how are you?
2: I'm okay, mate. Yeah. Um. Other than other than a, another disappointing result, um. When really we should have got three points. Um. But I know we'll we'll get into it. But on a personal note, mate. Yeah. I'm alright. I'm okay. Um. Yeah. It's been a it's been a nice few days. So. Um. Yeah. Trying to, trying to stay upbeat and not let the result ruin me uh, ruin me weekends. But yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. You
0: you're on a long weekend as well, aren't you? You you you. have got A few days off. Yeah. Yeah. So mm, you're, mm. you're fresh fresh yeah yeah i am awesome pete how are you getting on
1: yeah all right i'm not too bad um we'll see the result does affect uh the day slightly but um yeah i'm all right
0: cool 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 right let us get into it let's get into the game uh this was the lineup so uh murphy uh, back on the bench, uh, and available for the game. Barnes making his first start in a long, long time. Uh, white on the bench uh, as well. First, and this man we couldn't let us slip without mentioning, uh, Dubrovka, Mr. Dubrovka, 150 games, uh, for, for Newcastle. Uh, so well done to him. Uh, he features later on in our walkthrough as well. Uh, and here is the um. Bournemouth team as well. Uh, um, let's move swiftly on. Right, uh, let's. Uh, what, oh, what, what do you guys think of the, of the, of the lineup? And any comments on on the lineup first? Um, I suppose, from my point of view.
2: Um... It was very similar to what I said on uh, on away days. However, uh, Pete and Keith, I believe, collected me and said that they felt that Miggy was going to start on the right, and they were proved absolutely right. I had a feeling Jacob Murphy was going to start, and Pete Pete put a teaser in uh, this afternoon saying that uh, Jacob Murphy had been spotted, um, you know, pre match. So. I, had, I don't know. I had a feeling that Jacob Murphy was going to start, but in the end, he's on the bench. But yeah, other than that, I think the uh, the lineup pretty much picked itself. I mean, we were all secretly hoping that Alexander Izak was going to, um, you know, be be in the squad, and unfortunately, he wasn't. But other than that, I think um, I think the, the lineup was exactly as predicted. Keith
0: Row, you mentioned Keith Raw. He got it right. But fair enough, he, he got it right. So he fair play, Keith. He didn't want to get it right, but he got it right. Peace. Your thoughts on uh, the Newcastle lineup?
1: Yeah, but there's not a lot to choose from at the moment. So, for the expected it to be, am uh, close to that. I didn't expect uh, Murphy to play, and he didn't. And we all expected Brandt to start, and he did. So, yeah, it, it, it is what it is.
0: As you see it, right? Let's move into the first half.
1: And uh, spoiler alert:
0: my stream. I hate these. 3 pm kickoffs because uh <laughs> trying to watch it on a stream, uh, unless it's on premier uh sports in Ireland, but no, this one wasn't. Uh, so I missed a lot of that first half by jumping from stream to stream, but so fill in the blank lads Uh, because uh, bits I did see, uh, and I'll go through what I, I saw, and then you can fill in the blanks. So I saw uh, us getting in the way of each other, uh, up front, like Bur- uh, Bruno and Burn Clyden, uh, when they're right in front of the goal at one stage. I saw uh Dub saving from Solanke on the twenty third match. Um, or we're we're lacking any uh, attacking element really, and obviously we don't have a striker, uh, fit and available for us. if only we'd signed one. on Lonans uh, in January. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, f- a couple of more bits and pieces, but nothing nothing to shout home. about. we just were toothless up front. Uh, had a shot wide. Miggy had a lot of shots that went wide and a high, end, a high 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 in I think one could have landed in my garden actually one stage. And Shark <laughs> shot is saved um, as well. But fill in the blanks on the first half, lad, so what, what, what's your thoughts on, on that? Um
2: from my point of view, uh the first half kind of felt like we can pieces, but we just weren't we weren't quite at it for me. Um, second half, obviously, it vastly improved. But yeah, you're, you're right, Daz, There was a, a couple of a couple of moments where you know we, we could have really capitalised. Uh, the one that you mentioned, you know, the the one where Dan Byrne got in, got in the way of uh, Bruno Gamaresh. That was that was disappointing. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I, I still kind of felt quite hopeful going into the second half because I thought I thought we were okay. As I say, for me, I thought we improved second half. Um, but. Yeah, just 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 frustration really. Uh I thought Anthony Gordon led the line really well. He did his very best. Um his energy is just something else. Like even I think it's in like the ninety-second minute or something. He he's sprinting down the goalkeeper. Like the press. I thought the press was really, really good. Uh and Anthony Gordon did actually, I'm sure he did a really good press early on, does uh when and he nearly caught the keeper out, but it ended up going out for a, a Bournemouth uh, goal kick. But yeah, I thought Anthony Gordon was really good first half, loads of energy. Um, Bruno was pulling the strings. Miggy, yeah, with his shots, God, like there was some, there was some really uh, poor shots. If I'm honest, um, I thought Louis Miley was was playing really well in the centre of the park. Sean Longstaff popped up on a couple of occasions. Maybe you could argue he could have done a little bit better. Um, Fabian Sharp ping and balls all across the pitch. As I say, I, I thought first half was okay. I mean, it, we 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 caused and should have broken the deadlock, um, but we didn't. But like, I didn't, I didn't go into the second half worried or anything like that. And I, I, we were in, we were in a game. We knew that. We knew we were in a game because Bournemouth, Bournemouth, you know, were at it as well. Like it was, it was, it, it was quite end to end. But we, if we'd have gone in. If we'd have gone in in the lead at half-time, it wouldn't have been undeserved, to put it that way. But equally, you could argue maybe Bournemouth would feel the same way because, like I say, there was there was chances at both ends. Um, De Debravka De made some really good saves. Um, and you could argue, really, Bournemouth maybe should have shaded it. But that's how I saw the first half. There was no, like, massive standouts for me um, in terms of, you know, other than what I've just said. But, yeah, I, I kind of felt... Um, I still felt confident going in at half-time. I thought, yeah, we'll come out here second half and we'll really kick on.
0: Cool. For you, Pete, to be boss the first half, to do? should we have gone in ahead or was was nil-nil at uh, half-time a fair reflection?
1: Uh, we shouldn't have gone in ahead. Um, Bournemouth deserved to go in ahead if it wasn't for two big saves from Um it's So, like having all of the ball... But if you're not potent enough and doing anything with it, then you're just going back to square one again. And um, Bournemouth proved time and time again um, that they didn't have to have a lot of the ball, but when they got the ball, they looked dangerous. Um, and that was for me a carbon copy of the Luton game, um, in my opinion. Maybe not as many chances and as many goals, but the, the, the same the same thing happened again and again and again. So.
0: Well, the good news is I've got loads of notes for the second half. So uh you'll
1: <laughs> it'll uh,
0: refresh your memory. Right. Forty eight mats, a uh, ball uh, from Longstaff. Uh Miggy run, chance, chop white. Um should have hit the target there. Uh then Shar with his with another uh, ping of a ball, another brilliant pass onto Miley. He kind of just ran out of space. Uh 58 minutes, yes, here it is. Uh the Dubrovka slip. Um and Solanke finishes it. Uh, the ball kind of came from Botman. Um, but uh, Dubrovka should have had plenty of time. It just unfortunately slipped. Uh, we go one nil behind. Thoughts on on the slip and uh, the goal, Bournemouth's first goal, Pete?
1: Go on, Chris, you got.
2: Uh, no, mate. I was just going to say, I, I, I can't really, I can't really be too critical of Dubravka, um because he did, as Pete rightly said, you know, he made some really big saves, especially in the first half. And it is just one of those moments where he just slips. Uh, I did actually feel a bit sorry for him actually, because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't that he he dilly dallied on the ball, or you know, he was trying to be too clever. I think it was just the fact that he wanted to control it and then you know open his body out, and as he went to do it, he fell over. And it was just, it was just really unfortunate. I mean, the, the, I suppose if you were being ultra critical, you would kind of say, "Well, you, you don't do that when it's absolutely pouring down. Uh, maybe just clear your lines." But again, I feel, I feel a little bit harsh going in on him because of the, you know, the fact that he he made some really critical saves. Um, and not to mention that, as, as you rightly point out, it was his 150th game. Um, but yeah, I, it, it was very frustrating. Uh, credit to Solanke; obviously, he ran him down. Um, you know, he, that that's what a, a good striker does. You know, they, they look for the opportunities, and they're always there if an opportunity arises, which it did. Um, but yeah, just a bit disappointing. I even watched it back and forth. So you know, was he under pressure? Should they not have played the ball back to him? But it, it, on a normal day, that that's not an issue. Um, unfortunately,
0: it was just a slip, and Dominic Solanke gobbled it up. Mm. Ironic that the, the grounds staff were, were they had the foot on the sprinkler, sprayed it out in that direction. it was either before the game at halftime, I can't remember. But you know the, the way the way our look goes as gone the season. Uh, yeah, Pete, your thoughts on on uh,
1: uh,
0: Bournemouth's first goal?
1: Uh, it was a poor goal to give away. Um, lots and lots of mistakes that keep happening for Newcastle united um and the reason being is because we overplay the ball across the defense far too often uh we were saying it in the stands away at forest last week the times that we put our keeper our defense under unnecessary pressure because we just want to keep the ball across the back line um is it's just pointless um the ball in and the ball that was played by Botman, there was no need for him to play that ball for, to Dubravka. Just clear your line, just get it down the line, get it up the pitch and move your defence forward. The fact that he's whipped the ball into him um, in that tight space that Solanke was very, very close to, um, for me, it is, it is a really poor decision. Um, and then Debravka, it's a poor first touch. Um, it, it just is. Uh, And yet the slip is unfortunate, but it was a poor first touch anyway. If his first touch is better, he gets back to it. Um, So he has to take part of the responsibility for that. Um, But it goes even before that, that actually we had two really good chances to score before that moment. And Anthony Gordon proved why he's not a striker. Um, You can run all day, you can press, you can chase, that's fine. But if you're a striker you need to know how to shoot when to shoot and to put the ball in the back of the net um and although he does that from the spot later on um while taking penalty um in game he just he he hasn't got that he's not an Isaac he's not a Callum Wilson he hasn't got that ability there were two really good balls put through to him that he was running through down through the middle good runs runs through the middle but just makes really two bad mistakes um doesn't shoot early enough, um, doesn't test the goalkeeper, and then they go up the other end and, and get that. And um at that point, you are starting to worry because you're looking around the pitch and you're thinking who's gonna who's gonna be the guy or the guys to pull you through because at that point it didn't look like we we're gonna score at all.
0: I see Alan St. Maxim's in the chat as well, but Alan St. Maximum finish that. We might never know let's carry on um next uh, three months later um the ar intervenes because there's a penalty uh, call as uh, a shirt pull on um char uh by smith and um in the when they play it back a number, a number of times the you clearly see it's uh pull back then the first question is is it inside the box or is it outside the box it's definitely inside the box then it's if it was uh offside or not was shar slightly ahead And about seven minutes later, uh, we get the the final uh, answer after the ref spends a minute watching it on the monitor. But it's a penalty. So up steps Anthony Gordon because we have no Ezek, we have no Wilson, we have no striker. So we uh, up steps um, Anthony Gordon, bang, back of the net, uh, one, sorry, one all. uh, And and we're going to have to do it. That's it. So, one and all, we'll go to your boy, Chris uh, Gordon, with the penalty. And just just a penalty. Was it a penalty for you, first of all?
2: I thought it was a penalty, but I must admit, I thought they were trying to find every excuse not to give it um, because the the check went on forever. Um, You know, they were checking whether it was offside. They were checking whether it was in the box. They were checking... it was, just, it was just going on and on and on. And to be honest, the longer it went on, I thought they're not going to give us this. Not going to give us this. And we've seen so many replays, so many angles. The only time I knew we were going to get it was when he sent the referee over to the screen. And by the way, the referee must have watched it about 10 times. And you're thinking, come on, ref, what, what are you looking for here? Like, what 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 is it? Because it even showed the screen that the referee was looking at. And it was like, how many more times do you have to see that he's literally pulling his shirt? Like, his shirt was, like, that much off his back. Do you know what I mean? there's no doubt he's been pulling him um but in terms of the penalty itself i i must admit but only because i've not really seen anthony gordon take penalties i was a little bit nervous but i tell you what he, he finished it with a plum. it was a really really good finish um keep it the right way but he had no chance so good good for anthony gordon and um and good finish um but yeah, glad, glad we got the penalty uh, and it was deserved because we did, We you know, it was a penalty. But I must admit, I didn't think we were getting it at one point.
0: No, you, are, you are right, Chris. That he was been so long on that monitor. I hope he liked and subscribed uh, to to the channel. <laughs> and that's a reminder to you as well. If you have not liked and subscribed this video or as you watch it back, make sure you do. Pete, let's go to you. Um, thoughts on the penalty?
1: Um, I I didn't think we'd get it to be honest, um, from when the initial pull first happened, it looked like it was outside of the box and normally the penno isn't given for the initial contact. And for when he first pulls his shirt, he is outside the box. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't think it was going to be given if I'm totally honest. Um, yeah, they were checking for the offside. I wasn't sure on that either. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Uh, about the offside, but it all went in our favour. I'm not going to complain. We, we needed a little bit of help today and we weren't going we to do it on our own. Um, and yeah, VAR f- for once has actually helped us out. Um, what I will say is it's a really good penalty from Gordon because my next point was is that the f- one thing I started thinking about is actually who's going to take the penalty because um, our two main penalty takers are on the pitch. Um, and I know Gordon's took the odd one before. I think Barnes has took a penalty before. But other than that, there's no one that really I would trust with certainty, maybe Fabian Scher, um to take the penalty. But fair play to him. He, he stood up, took the penalty. was really well taken into the far corner. And um, yeah, it was a bit of a lifeline for us, I'm not going to lie.
0: And I'm not going to lie. I'm glad it wasn't Miggy. Um, But, okay, let's uh, move forward to... uh, So, 59 minutes. Clyburn had a shot over the bar. Uh, 60 minutes. Miggy, um, one of you... Sorry. uh, I'll move forward from that. (laughs) Uh, I've said enough about Miggy shooting. Uh, 66 minutes. Burns off. uh, Murphy on. 67 minutes. Gordon through. uh, The keeper gathers it. 68 minutes. Um... Read his name now, uh, but yes, the Bournemouth lad uh, begins with S. Uh, goal, the but man, he yeah. puts it I love, yeah, that guy. Um, great goal for, uh, for him uh, the bottom in uh, the bottom corner, uh, to make it a one 2 burn. Should have probably got closer. Dubravka maybe he should have done better. But your thoughts on um, Bournemouth second, uh, Chris, um.
2: I've got to be honest. I I thought I thought Bravka could have done better with that. Um, it was a good strike, not denying it. Um, I'm not I'm not going to go in on Bern again. Um, even though you know the the blatantly obvious happens. You know, uh, Semenyo basically got a, got a yards on him and got a chance to get a shot off. Um, you, you could blame the ground. You could say because it was slippy and the ball fizzed past the Bravko. But uh, put it this way, Pope, Pope saves that, in my opinion. Um, he's put it across. He's put it across the box, and um, I, I think I think Debravka needs to get down earlier. If I'm honest, um, good finish. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from the lad who scored it. But I just I just thought I just thought that uh, you know we we Debravka should have saved it. And again, if you, if you if I'm being ultra critical, um, you know, bear needs to be tighter because again he just he just finds a yard, gets his shot off. Because really, when it when it went in. Um as you say, Daz, you know, it was a good strike, but like it's come out of nowhere. You know, it, 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 he's he's so far out. And as a goalkeeper, you've got to be on your toes, you've got to be waiting for that. And he wasn't. Um, and as I say, it just fizzed past him. I I I I I, I expected the to, to save that if I'm honest, but two one.
0: Semenya with that goal and shades of Omafebe Martins with the celebration, Pete. Uh what are your thoughts on that one?
1: Um, it's a, it's a shite goal to give away. It's a really, really poor goal to give away, uh, for two reasons. Um, and people may not, not want to hear it, but again, Dan Byrne is at fault. Um, he's too far away from his, his attacker. It allows him too much space. The problem is with Dan Byrne at this moment is that he is so scared of being beaten For pace, he's literally running away from the player with the ball. Um, And this is not just for the goal. This is in general. He's not tight enough to his player because he's worried about the player beating him for pace. So what he does, rather than runs to the player, he almost runs back towards goal, which gives the player just a yard. It's all he needs to shift the ball and then shoot. And by shifting the ball a yard away from Dan Byrne, it's enough for him to pull the trigger. And Dan Byrne can't get across quick enough. Um, uh, it, it's it's poor defending, but you I'm not gonna massively hammer him because we know his limitations. We know what Burn can and can't do. You know it, it's it's oh, it, it frustrates the hell out of me because again, once again, we have to wait for a Burn mistake. He wasn't the only one. De uh, Bravko's at fault with this as well. But we have to wait for another mistake before we make a change and Livermento comes on. We've done it far too many times now. Yeah. Um, we're waiting for a mistake to happen. We're waiting for us to get the sucker punch given to us before a change is made. Um, Livermento doesn't allow that to happen. That, that goal doesn't happen with Livermanto in the team. I'm confident on that. Um, but Dubravka is at fault. He is at fault for that goal. That ball goes past him pretty much in the middle of the goal. If it was right into the far corner, a Nunes-esque goal against Liverpool at St. James's Park, the way he scores his two goals right in the far corner, I've got no problems with that. I'm, I'm not blaming my goalkeeper for that. But the fact that it goes right through him in the middle, into the right in the bottom stanchion of the net, that's not right in the corner. That's not an impossible opportunity to save it. But Dubravka goes down incredibly slow. He gets down far too slow to try and make the save. Um, his reactions weren't quick enough. And... Um, and Pope saves that um i'm 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 counting down the days for Nick Pope to be back in goal. Dubravka's made some good saves today he's made some good saves he's a good he's a good player um but he's not Nick Pope and you look at the goals that we've conceded anybody can go look at the goals that we've conceded since martin Dubravka's been in the team. I said it when he first came in and I say it again. That back line is not confident with Martin Dubravka in goal. I don't care what anybody says. They are not confident in him. And that defence looks nowhere near the level that they should be because they are not confident in their goalkeeper. And he is not confident in goal either. And he's shipping goals for fun. Um, so for all the good saves he's made, he's conceded, what, 20-plus goals since he's been in this team? It's not good enough. Not good enough for where we're going
0: true pete and we're not going to get there this this season um chris let's go to the chat i think there's some breaking news from the chat there is an old friend of ours yes uh our good friend
2: jimmy moore jimmy thank you so much hey, for the jimmy. donation mate not so keen on the comment, but thank you so much you. for the donation
0: <laughs> love, love the comment jimmy love the comment
2: <laughs> hello to my two favorite hosts and chris um, but no, Jimmy, listen, mate, thank you so much. It is really kind of you, mate. We really do appreciate it, and thank you very much for the super chat. Top man, for are keeping well do. as
0: well, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. let's get back into this. Um, as Pete said, uh, 71 maths, uh, burn off Tina one, uh, waiting for something to happen before that uh, change course Uh, 75 maths, uh, Bruno to Murphy, but no joy again. Dubrovka makes a save on the 80 math. Set so eighty-two minutes. Shar shot over the bar, and the 90th match. uh Joe White and Richie come on, and Miggy and Miley go off. To which my little boy Lucas says, uh, yes, now someone that can shoot." <laughs> when 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 Miggy went off, <laughs> and, and I and I, and I, and I look at him thinking, "Oh, it, it is Richie coming on. But then Richie scores <laughs> Up to my disbelief. Richie scores, and I said to so him, "Yeah, you call it right." But anyway, Richie did score a a, a goal. Um. Been a long time in the making. Uh, and fair play to Richie. Uh, but yeah, they don't even have a picture of him in in the, the thing. They weren't expecting it. <laughs> uh, so there's all. Richie's goal. There, there's Gordon's goal. There's Richie's goal. Uh, but yeah, no, cue the celebration from Richie. Uh, fair play to him. Uh, and he loved it. Um, and nice little uh, picture of him there as well. Um, but yeah, I think he, he kind of um got on the header, then it was a bit of a fumble, and then he got onto it again, but uh, he made sure of it anyway, but brought it to 2-all to on uh, 91 Mets. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll fast forward to the end you can give your thoughts on, on Richie's goal and the result altogether. But uh Bruno had a shot at uh, 96 minutes, a long-range shot, he was kind of going for the glory there at that stage, and uh, Botman cleared uh, from the dubs punch as well on the 98 minute. but it finished to to uh pete your thoughts on richie's goal and the overall i suppose
1: um well when he comes on um and I'm, I'm returning to lee and saying we've got nothing off the bench if they're having to bring richie on and i think it was uh white that came on as well and he agreed with me and then literally his first touch he puts the ball in the net and uh i think it just tells Newcastle's story that we, with all due respect, need Matt Ritchie to secure ourselves a point in this game. Um, love the celebration. Love to see him kind of get some a little bit of redemption for the penalty that he missed again uh, away at Chelsea in the quarterfinal. Um, but for me, um, there's bigger problems. Um, than this, beyond uh, Matt Ritchie. Um, Again, carbon copy, we get the equaliser and then we just run out of ideas, we run out of gas, never looked like scoring, never looked like really creating a chance after that. Um, Not that we'd settled for a point, but it was like, we did everything to try and get that equaliser and then that's it. We had nothing else. Um, And it was exactly the same against Luton. Um, There's a massive concern um, for me, um we we are shipping far too many goals the fortress that was saint james's park is not there we've lost our spark the spark at saint james's park is not there teams are feeling really confident and comfortable coming to saint james's park i'm sorry forest luton and and bournemouth people are some people are saying oh yeah it was a great game uh, give Bournemouth credit yeah Bournemouth didn't deserve to lose the game they deserved at least a point and they got a point they got exactly what they needed but for me if we want to be where we want to be fighting for European positions they're games we have to win I've said it before said it on the preview said it on away days and on other shows before we have to win this game at Bournemouth it doesn't matter how we do it not interesting in fancy football flips, tricks all the rest of it it's about getting points on the board and we didn't. Um, and we needed those three points. Other teams messed up today. This was the perfect opportunity to create um some, some space, some gaps, pull ourselves closer to Man United. Man United, I fully expect to do what they need to do to get the points tomorrow against Luton, and then that gap extends. So then it's gonna be pretty much a sort of a four, five horse race for seventh place. That's what it's turning into. Wolves are there, fantastic win against Spurs. They're there now, what, two points behind us? Chelsea are there, should have won today against Man City. West Ham, whether they're there or not, they're, they'll always be in and around the conversation. Brighton could go ahead of us with their win. This is, we're right in the mix, but <clears throat> To create a gap because we're going to the Emirates next weekend, and that ain't going to be pretty. It's not. So, I'm um, I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned that we're becoming a very reactionary team. We're reacting to situations, whether we're going a goal down, or subs, or making the right decisions, are based on what's happening on the pitch rather than us emphasizing and demanding and doing. Um, And some of that needs to sit with the manager. I love Eddie Howe. I want him to stay at the club. I want him to keep doing what he's doing. Um, I believe he can bring us some form of success. But he needs to keep learning. He needs to start learning from these mistakes. My big question coming out of this is not, can we get Dan Byrne out the team? It's, what does Libramento have to do to get a start? because Livramento forget Dan Burn for a second Livramento barely puts a foot wrong when he comes on the pitch he makes the team better he plays well he gives us an attacking threat he can defend and when he comes on he doesn't have a bad game he plays well so my question isn't why is Dan Burn still playing my question is what does Livramento need to do to start a game for Newcastle United that's my big question. For me, uh, just one touch
0: on one of the items that you, you mentioned there, Pete. Um, it, before this one of the three games, the Revenge Tour, I, I, I said these three games we need a minimum of nine points. We've got nowhere near that, so the the, the, the it's that was that was to salvage our season and, and try to make something out of it. It's just game by game take take each game as it comes because this season is is just a shit show uh from one thing to the next look at that and i know after i go, go to you chris to get your thoughts on richie's call but we're going to talk about this as well um it's one after the other and i said after the to you guys as well Bring on the next game, who's going to be uh walking wounded and the next day because every game we lose a player. Uh Chris, let's get your thoughts on um Richie's goal and the result. Yeah, so um on a
2: personal note, similar to Pete, on a personal note, I was made up for Matt Richie and it was it was great seeing him kicking the corner flag. Um we haven't seen that for a while. But um but yeah, I mean let, let's be honest, lads. Matt Matt Richie shouldn't be on the pitch. He, he shouldn't be on the Should pitch. Be at the club. Um no, exactly. And you know, I I'm, I'm pleased for him. Um and you know, it's 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 great, it's nice. Uh, you know, you get that warm fuzzy feeling inside when you realise that, you know, he because he, he's had a good career for Newcastle, but he, he just shouldn't he shouldn't be here. Um and you know, if we didn't have a, this it, the these injuries that we've got now, he, he wouldn't have kicked the ball today. Um but yeah, I mean he salvaged a point for us, which obviously we're grateful for. Um it does have vibes of Luton. Uh, you know, we 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 pleasing that we we pulled ourselves back into the game, but really we shouldn't have been there in the first place. Like we should be putting these teams to bed. Um, and you can say whatever reasons that you know, what whatever the reasons are, ultimately, um, you know, we, we should be picking up three points. We should have picked up three points against Forrest, we should have picked up three points against Luton, and we should have picked up three points today against Bournemouth, and we haven't. Um it's it, 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 it's weird though. Like I I, I think. I don't know whether I'm further along in the in the further along in the in the in the in the, in the process, you know, that emotional roller coaster because it, it's it's yeah. almost like like I got quite angry and uptight and agitated in January um with that window. I was really annoyed. And I can kind of I've kind of prepared myself mentally for this because this doesn't come as a big shock to me. Like I, I wanted to win today and I thought we could have won today <laughs> and we should have won today. But, you know, the fact that it's like even when I saw Shah get injured, I just thought, what, what, you know, what, 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 it, it, that's all that's happened all season. Um, and I suppose I'm just, I'm, I'm really disappointed, obviously, but I, I, I don't know, it, it just feels like missed opportunities. And I, I had a feeling that this would be the case at the end of January. And it feels like it now. And. Um, I am frustrated like Pete over, over Livermento. But again, like we were talking about it on the, on the well, the last few away days and we were laughing saying he's going to play Zambe. He's going he's to play Zambe regardless. So again, I'm mentally preparing myself for it. But when Tino Livermento comes on, he, he, Pete's right, he, he does well. Um, and ha- how he, you could argue Tino Livermento has been one of, if not the most consistent defender in our back line because fabian Charles has been superb don't get me wrong um kevin trippy has had a bit of a wobble dan bairn's had a bit of a wobble and sven botman you know sven botman is always tends to be you know pretty good standards but tino livermento hasn't done anything wrong um maybe by the odd little thing um so the fact that he's not in the team it, it baffles me it absolutely baffles me and I, I do wonder whether you know i'm trying to think what game it was i think i think it was Luton. As soon as we went to five at the back, we just looked in control. We just looked like we kind of grabbed grabbed control of the game. And yes, some people may go, oh, five at the back, we don't play five at the back all the time. But you can still play five at the back and still be an attacking team. You've just got to kind of, you know, you've got to to work your tactics. You've got to make sure that you do it in the correct way. And I just feel it at the moment, I really do feel like if we were five at the back, we'd look so much more solid defensively. I really do. And we wouldn't be so exposed because it did feel, especially first half, that we just reverted to the old tactics, you know, from like 12, 18 months ago, but that was when we had that was when we had a, a, a full midfield to pick from you know, we saw Kevin Trippier bombing down the right and Dan Burns slotting in to make the three centre-backs, but we just looked exposed time and time and time again but it just kind of feels it kind of feels like we, we're we just repeating ourselves, this is, this is what we've been speaking about for so long, and it, it I, I I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is, but I I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say because it, it, it like we 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 said before we went live. it's like rinse from a piece, and this is this is yeah. the difficulty. I don't want to be critical of Eddie Howe, and I don't want to sit here and go, oh, it's, you know, Eddie needs to do this, or you know, maybe we should look to move Eddie on, or I, I don't want to go down that road, but this isn't a surprise what i'm seeing is not a surprise i'm not i I'm, i've not come away from that game and gone oh, <coughs> i didn't see that coming because i did see it coming um
0: i don't know well, i don't
2: know i don't know I, what the answer
0: I, is yeah i suppose well, if we go to the question though uh if we don't know the answer well, let's go back to the question that the pete had uh, and i guess that, that's it on that's where we, we we start next season is dan burns still starting on the left first uh, is Trippy still on the right uh Dan Byrne on the left and Tino still on the bench it's a great it's a great question it's a great question because
2: again
1: or another assume,
2: yeah that's what I mean you would assume correct me if I'm wrong but you would assume Kevin Trippy is going to be the right the the right back um but where, where do you fit Tino Levermento in but surely you've got to fit Tino to in and you know Would Tino be the starting left-back? Are we going to bring in a new left-back? Are we going to get rid of Matty Target? Are we going to move on Paul Dummett? Are we going to move on Jamal Lewis? So you get rid of three left-backs there. And yeah, you've got Tino. Tino was an option. You've got Dan Bain as an option. But you go out and you've got Lewis Hall as well. I don't know. It's a great question, Dad. Great question. But I think Pete mentioned this the other day, actually, saying you know, that we need to go out and get, a, you know, an out-and-out out proper left-back. But uh, Will we do that? Because then what, what's Tina Livermento going to do for the next 12 months? Because I'm assuming, as I say, I'm assuming that Kevin Trippier will still be here next season and Kevin Trippier will most likely start. So what
0: what do you do with Tina Livermento in that point? No idea. Um, I don't think we should probably even go, go that far yet and talk about this or because we've got Arsenal up next and uh, What are we going to do there? Is Dan Burns still still left uh, left back? We'll, we'll, it looks like Eddie's not going to going to change that for the rest of the season? What do you think, Pete?
1: Um, what about Livermento?
2: Livermento and whether whether Burns going to stay stay as left back for the for the rest of the season? It certainly looks that way. Okay.
1: Burn will still play plenty of matches. He'll still play plenty of matches. Whether whether people want him to or not, he'll still play um, a lot of football between now and the end of the season. Um, but if Burns still starting against from Newcastle now to next season, then Eddie Howe will not be in a job. Simple as that. Because he will continue to con- concede goals. We will continue to lo- lose games. Um, he's not the only reason. I think a mixture of him and Debravka. For as good as Dabravka makes saves, he concedes a lot of goals as well, um, and we and we look at that. Someone just put on the chat further up um, that for the in the goalkeeper stats, Nick Pope's at the top for goals conceded in terms of he hasn't conceded many goals, and dabravka's right at the bottom, one of the worst goalkeepers in the Premier League for conceding goals. Uh, a mixture of that it doesn't matter how good Botman, Shaw, Trippier are. When you've got those sort of defensive frailties, you're always going to be um, you're going to always going to be liable to to conceding goals. Um, I just think this is going to be a really difficult end to the season, um, harder than I thought it would be. We can't keep players fit. Our, some of our better players are missing. Our important players, if anyone didn't realise how important Nick Pope was to this team, they now do. We questioned it. Some people were saying that his kicking was the issue. We needed him out. What we needed is a good shot-stopping goalkeeper that can command his area. And he, he, When he does that, we haven't got much better. There's no, there's no better in the league for me. He proved it last season. There's no surprise that going into that game and during that game against Man United, where we ended up winning 1-0, that we had one of the best, I think we were equal to the best defensive record again at that point in the season, that we'd only conceded some like 14 goals. That was the best in the league up until Nick Pope dislocates his arm. And now we're one of the worst in the league. There's no surprise at that. And we've got our better defenders back. Sven Botman's back in the team. Shaw and Botman back together. Byrne even came back to the team. We've, we've got Liberamento. We've got Trippier back, and yet we're still conceding goals. It's a big, big problem. Um, but lots of changes need to be made. Lots of changes, um, because <clears throat> uh, it, it's it's not it's not looking good. Um, we we need Willet back ASAP. ASAP. And we need him back and we need him to play every single game between now and end of the season. Because I'm not being funny and people might not like this. If I have to watch Sean Longstaff just ghost around the pitch for another 90 minutes and I'm just, I'm I'm done. Like, he is just, he's dropped a level massively. He's just ghosting around the pitch. Doesn't really see much of the ball, not really in the game. No real massive protection. Of, uh, of the full back areas as part of a midfield three. Like, but what do, what does he do? Even Louis Pete. Miley's not playing him now. Louis Miley was brilliant today. I thought he played really well. Yeah. He had a good game. Um, but then he's the one that gets hauled off when he's playing well. And mm. uh, I, I don't get it.
2: <laughs> Pete, can I, I? I want to get your and Daz's opinion on this as well. That ball that uh, Bruno played. Totally split the Bournemouth defence, and it, it was it was it was going through uh, towards the keeper, and the ball was intended for Sean Longstaff, and Sean Longstaff didn't quite get there. And the commentator said, "Oh, just you know, just short, of Sean Longstaff there it wasn't quite it wasn't quite accurate enough, or something that, something along those lines." And when I watched it back, I thought, "Why isn't he? Why isn't he darted in for that?" Because to me, I don't know whether you boys saw it, but to me, it almost looked like Sean Longstaff was waiting for it to to land on his foot. And I thought, if you'd if you'd have moved across, you know, to like anticipate or go towards the ball, you are taught to go towards the ball when a balls come through. I, th- I thought he could have done better with that. I don't know. Where, I don't know whether you, bo- you boys thought the same, but I, I I was disappointed with that because I I thought he could have got there. I thought he could have got the ball, and then obviously he's he's free to have a shot off then. But it almost felt like he didn't want to, he didn't want to engage, or he thought, someone might come through the back of me, or the keeper might clatter me. I don't know. Where, I don't know whether you boys saw
0: that as well.
1: Go oh, on, nice. I don't
0: know which point of the game you're, you're on about there, Chris. Was it was it towards the end, or was it in the first? If it was the first half, I definitely didn't see
2: uh, it. Oh yeah, I think it was. To be fair, I think it was first half. Was, uh, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, people. I'm sure it was first half. Bruno plays an absolutely beautiful ball. It was about thirty-five yards oh. out and he split
0: yes he split 35 defense. minutes it was I saw that yeah there you go yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and uh, it was a cracking ball absolutely cracking ball but I thought to myself it just seemed like he didn't he wasn't oh I couldn't get it they got it before me kind of thing but he could have he could have moved across and I think he would have got the ball like if that was Anthony Gordon he has got it a million percent he'd have got it because Gordon would have just went for it do you know what I mean
1: he gave up too easily gave mm. up too easily yeah yeah I think um, uh, and Joe Linton's in that position. He gets hold of the ball. He gets a shot off goal. Same with Willock. Um, yeah. But this is it. Doasting um, through games, just just getting through games. Not really doing enough. Masked against Luton <coughs> because he scores two goals, um, two decent finishes. But the rest of his game, Paul. Um, he really, do, honestly, he really doesn't deserve a place in the team right now, but we haven't got anybody else. So we need him to come in and do a job, but he's really not playing well. If, you know, as soon as Willock's back up to speed, like, I I think he's on the bench. He should be. I think Miley will get put on the bench because it's the easier thing to do because he's 17 and he's been exposed to a lot of football. But if you're asking me who's playing the better football recently, Louis, Louis Miley's playing the better football. Um, but... Uh, yeah, um, there's, there's there's there are issues there. Miguel Mearon, how he doesn't score that goal in the second half where he cuts inside. Um, he has he has the hold of that half of the goal just to guide it through, and he doesn't. But an even easier, simple um, decision was just to square it to Gordon, who was running onto it perfectly on the left hand side. I think Gordon and Barnes had switched. So Barnes was through the middle at that point, and Gordon's literally nobody on him inside the 18 yard box, willing to come in and probably shoot equal to the nine uh, um, the uh, nine yards to goal where the penalty spot is. All he needs is Miggy to to square it. He had two options that both probably would have resulted in goals. And he puts it over the bar, and you're just like, come on. Like, how, how many more times? Can we be frustrated by you, Miggy? Like, if you're not going to put the ball in the net, just put it on a plate for somebody else. We're not asking a lot, um, but yeah, it's it might sound a bit negative now, but honestly, for me, I'm not taking. I'm I'm not one of those that are going. Oh yeah, entertaining game, great, great game, great to watch. I don't care. I don't care how Newcastle United win matches. I just want them to win matches. I want them to score goals, win matches, get three points on the board. We are not going to get this fancy, beautiful football from Newcastle United this season. It hasn't been that type of season for us. We're struggling with injuries. We're literally plodding through to the end of the season. It's all about points, getting points on the board, making sure we're in the fight for Europe. I'm not interested in an entertaining game. I just want points. And we didn't get enough points today.
0: Let's look at the table, lads, uh, and and go see where we where it all lands us now. Same as a spot in seventh position, as Pete alluded to. Brighton could overtake us when they play. Chelsea uh, had a draw with Man City uh, in the the late kickoff. Um, Spurs drop points. Villa didn't. Um, but and Man United will, as Pete said as well, they'll probably do what they need to do uh, tomorrow and probably increase that gap. But hopefully not. But that's where we are, seventh spot. Um, more I see Morgan in the chat as well. Uh, so uh, well done to Bournemouth. They they picked up a point, valuable point uh, in their quest. Uh, yeah, they're well clear of it. Um, the the mix down there uh, in the bottom three. Any thoughts on the table, lads? Just a missed opportunity, mate.
2: Missed opportunity. Um, you know, if we if we were sitting there now on 39 points, we'd be breathing down the next of Man United. Obviously, Spurs lost, which was a bit of a shock um at home to Wolves. So yeah, missed opportunity. Um the only the only positive for me, I suppose, is the fact that we've now gone four unbeaten. Um but <laughs> as Pete as Pete alluded to, we uh we traveled to the Emirates next game. Um so whether or not we'll be able to maintain that uh, unbeaten run, who knows? I wouldn't say it's likely, but you never, you never know. Um, yeah, just, just disappointed really because um, today was an opportunity. It was an opportunity for us to, you know, have a, a three point gap to West Ham, opportunity to be two points behind Man United, uh, and to close that gap to what eight points from Tottenham. So yeah, it's 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 disappointing. And again, when you look, uh, I'm sure Eddie Howe and his coaching staff, when they were looking at the fixture list, this would have been the game they would go, yeah, three points next. That that's that's how it would have been. Um, and the fact that we didn't pick up three points is uh, is is disappointing. And it, it does it doesn't bode well, is what I'd say. But we we you know having Alexander Isaac back, having Joe Willock back, it will add a different dimension to this team. And I do I do think we need it as well. Um, I
0: suppose we are where we are. We are where we are. Pete, any thoughts on the table before we move on?
1: Um, We're very, very fortunate to still be in seventh place um, and I'll take it all day long. Um, You would have expected West Ham to get something from Forest, you'd have expected, um, well, yeah, you expect Brighton to get their win. Um, probably the one surprise is Chelsea actually got a point from, from Man City and, and Wolves beating Tottenham. Um, so, yeah, we it, it could have been a lot different. Um, so I'll take it. Um, and it's just let's pray and hope that those teams below us all drop points next weekend. Because after that, we then have Wolves at home. I think we have a couple of away games then. Chelsea away, Palace away. And then West Ham at home. So they're all teams that are around us, all teams that are fighting us, all teams that are right there wanting the spot that we're in. And those next four games after uh, the Emirates will, for me, define our season. Yeah. We go and beat Wolves, we beat West Ham at the end of March, and we get something at Stamford Bridge and beat Palace. I think we're well in the mix to get Europe and I think the table looks a hell of a lot different. But if we drop significant points in that period, yeah, I think it's going to be a hard slog through April um, into May. It's all
0: about who is back and can stay back and who is gone or gone for the season like like uh, a few more have done already. Boys, we go to some questions uh, before we wrap it up.
2: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, some really good questions tonight, actually. Jordy um, Tune for Life says, uh, "Question, lads, did anyone notice how slow Tino was when he came on? He didn't look himself. I must admit, I didn't notice that. Um, right. Maybe I was just caught up. Maybe I was just caught up in the game. I don't know. Did you notice that, Pete?
1: Not really, but can you blame him? He's only having sub appearances at the moment." If anyone that's played the game will know coming on as a sub is one of the hardest things to do because you're coming up against players that are already at game level in terms of speed, fitness, breathing, getting up to that level of of fitness to be able to run around. It takes a while to get up to speed. And when you're kind of just thrown into it, three quarters of the way through the game, it's hard to get up to speed. It really is. So I'm not going to blame him for that. I'll ask the question, you, did, did we concede after the point he come on the pitch? We didn't. So um, he did his job. He stopped Newcastle United from conceding more goals um, and looked a much better threat going forward as well. So, look, it happens. Some pe- some players come off the bench and don't really affect the game or don't look themselves. But this is why players like Tina Livermento need a regular run of games from the start to get their best. You know what he did in October and November and playing regularly, he looked the part. Jesus. He needs those regular games because I tell you what, in those next five games, we are going to need Tino Livramento um, firing on all cylinders. Hmm. I agree. I agree.
2: Um, Carlisle, Tuna, hope you're well, mate. I think he's in Liverpool this evening. So, uh hope you and your missus are having a good time, mate. Um Lads, we are so inconsistent. I wouldn't be surprised if we beat Arsenal next week. Uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, Carlisle Tuna, I'll be honest, um, I love the positivity, but <laughs> I'm not so sure. Um, I'm not going into this game confident, put it that way. Can we do it? Of course we can. But am I expecting anything? I, I, I think I'd be naive if I was to say that I thought, I mean, Arsenal at the minute are just scoring for fun. Um, And I think, yeah, Bukayo Saka will be licking his lips at the prospect of playing Dan And I've got to be honest. Um.
0: But, yeah, that's just my thoughts. Stars, what are you thinking? I'm more confident that we'll just, uh, be carrying someone else off the the, off the pitch at the end of the game against Arsenal than a than, uh, uh, victory. But then again, uh, linking in, I thought we'd get beaten by Aston Villa, and we bet them. Um, I, I didn't think we'd beat Arsenal when, when they came to us, and we did. Uh, but, uh, so you never know. But, yeah, I wouldn't be uh, banking on it, let's say. Pete, are you worried about getting clipped on
1: the 12th man? Uh I think it'd be a waste of a clip, to be fair. Um <laughs> if if one. they're if they're expecting Newcastle United to get something there, um I think there would be very much a waste of a clip. Um I'm not expecting anything. No. If you ask me for a point now, I'd snap your hand off and um and yeah. not even bother play the game. Um yeah. If I could, I'd just be full focused, two weeks' time to uh Wolves. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Let's just hope that we don't see too many goals because our goal difference could be the difference um, in the back end of the season. At the, at the moment, we have the better goal difference, um, and we need to keep that up.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in my own cheeky question, uh, just based off what you said there, Pete. Um, if you're Eddie Howe and Alexander Isak is around the corner, knocking on the door, whatever expression you want to use. Are you risking Alexander Izak at the Emirates or are you getting him super fit, ready, fresh for uh, the game at Wol- uh, the game against Wolves?
1: I'm bringing him off the bench. I'm not starting him. I'm bringing him off the bench and giving him 15, 20 minutes to get up to match speed, getting playing some football again. But um, I'm not starting him. Uh, what's the point? Um, if I'm Eddie Howe, I'm going five at the back. I'm sitting in deep. I'm making it annoying for for uh, for Arsenal, not allowing them to get any space in and behind on the wings, no counter attacks, just sitting in and saying, you know what, break us down, and I'm going to shit think- out for Cash United. That's what I'm doing. That's what I I'm doing, and, and I'm and I'm holding out for a counter attack, nick a goal, sitting, Chelsea style, pop the bus. I'm doing it. I don't care, even if we lose one or two nil, don't care. Like. Uh, there's no point going toe-to-toe at the Emirates with a team that have just scored 11 goals in two games. Like, <laughs> there's, just, there's just no point. You're asking you're asking for trouble. For me, sit in, make it difficult, um, cut out all the spaces, like we did last season there. We made it difficult. We had a couple of moments in the first half, then we sat in second half and said, break us down, and they couldn't. Yeah. I'd do it again.
2: I agree, mate. Daz, we've already had Pete's opinion on this one, um, but Paul macawi I hope I've pronounced that right, Paul. Sorry if I haven't. Um, he says, when Willock is fit, do we move Miley over to the right and drop long stuff?
0: Yeah. Wh- wh- why not? Um, Miley's playing well. i um, just hoping Willock comes back, at least that he stays back. Um, because we had him back when he only lasted a few games. So. But... Let's let's see. Uh, but yeah, go go with that. We were severely lacking an options. So, um, um, and it'd be nice as well if 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 we if we have options there, someone from the bench as well to, to, to throw on just to mix it up a bit. Uh, so yeah, go with that go with that move. Paul.
2: Got a couple of announcements. Um, Dave Bowman, who's been a member for six months. Thank you very much, Dave. Top man. Um, great to see Pete on Irish mags. It was a very enjoyable show. Glad you enjoyed it, mate. Um, cheers Dave cheers mate and we've got Chris NUFC great name uh, Chris says <laughs> and I'll start with you <laughs> um, would you take FA Cup or 7th for Europe uh, as in to
0: win the FA Cup I'm assuming that's yeah. what you mean <laughs> yeah I think we all won the FA Cup oh, don't we I think yeah. that I just think... mean FA Cup final
2: Oh, FA Cup final, maybe that's what he means. Maybe that's yeah. what he means. Either way,
0: I, I take that the, the cup final over seventh. Pete. Oh,
2: sorry, mate. I think you're on mute.
1: Sorry. I was coughing earlier. Okay. Um FA Cup all day. Um FA Cup gets you Europe anyway. So double whammy. Um win win situation. Um percent Uh and yeah, yeah, some people in the chat were saying not going to win the FA Cup. And they might well be right, but hey, we've got a team that we're more than capable of beating in Blackburn and we need to go and do that. We need to go and win that game. 100%. It's the only hope. Only hope this season.
2: Chris, thank you very much for the super chat, mate. Fully appreciates us. a uh, great question. Great question. Um, right. So, a couple of people have said this and I did notice it myself um, when, when I read the comments. And I just wanted your your boys' thoughts on it. And... Um, oh no well that wasn't it oh where has it gone uh here we go yeah rich Joblin. i've just got in from the game annoyed more annoyed at 12 13 empty seats around me and people leaving after 79 minutes sent you a pick to loaded page so pissed off and somebody a few other people were writing that saying that after oh yeah there we go andy ford what shocked me today was the amount of fans that left after eighty minutes. I can understand the late kickoff, but not a three pm Saturday. If you don't want your ticket, give it to a fan that will support the team. I mean, what what's your yeah. what's your boys' thoughts on leaving early? I mean, me personally, I think <clears> I think I've left, I think I've left a game early once, and I'm pretty sure. I think it, I think it might have been Man City. It was a game, it was a game we were getting pumped at, and I think it was 4-0 at half time, and I was just like, you know what? And I, I when I say I left, I went to the concourse and just drank. <laughs> I just <laughs> went went the concourse and started having a few beers. Um, but that that was that was like a standalone for me because it, the performance was that bad. Um but I do notice quite regularly, and it's not just Newcastle fans, it's all over all over the country, you know, people people leaving on like 88, 89 minutes and you're thinking, well, you, you're gaining like a four, five, six minute advantage on people to get out. But quite often the game's like at deadlock and you think, you know, for the sake of those five or six minutes, and yeah, you might save five or 10 minutes, you know, not being in the queues and the rush, but is that, is that? Is, it, is that just a done thing these days i mean is it, is it becoming more of a regular thing pete what do you think
1: um well i noticed on 40 minutes they cut to a couple of um images of players uh, in the stand in the background i think it might be in the east stand um there was empty seats all over the place and that was at 40 minutes before half time um but it happened like Anyone that's been following Newcastle United for years, even back in the early 2000s, 90s, that's been a regular occurrence at Newcastle. When it hits 40 minutes, people are up and about. They're looking for the the, the, the pie or the or the pint um, to, to beat the cues. Um, for me, I'm not there for that. I don't buy any drink, food in that when I'm in the stadium. And it, there's only one time that I have, or no, once, once I did, was when I took my daughter to our first match i got some back at a yeah. whole time. Other than that, I'm not there for that. I'm there for the game. Um, I don't, you know, uh, I, I, I think I've left earlier maybe twice and we're, we're going back years now. Once I think it was, was it was at the, um, Etihad and part of it was because we were getting spanked. Part Absolutely. of it was because Absolutely. I had a, I had a newborn, my, my first, my first, um, my daughter, um, I was with my wife and I actually felt bad leaving her on that day to go to the game. So I thought, you know what, we're getting absolutely hammered here. I'll get Stop back it. a few hours earlier and I can, yeah. I can help out with the kids. Um, yeah. And yeah, I can't remember the other time. I think it might have been Chelsea away, but I'm going back like early 2000s here. Um, Yeah but for me I I don't tend to leave early I tend, I tend to be there for the game but it, it it's been going on for years it's not that that's nothing new Rich who put it in, 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 in Andy. Rich and Andy and that, yeah, that, yeah the, lads that's nothing new um I see that do you, think do
2: you think it's more obvious now though Pete I mean don't get me wrong you're right people do run off you know to try and get in the queue so they can get a pie or a pint or whatever and I'm like you Pete like don't get me wrong you know, when the halftime whistle goes, if I need the loo or whatever, I'll go, I'll go down into the concourse. And if there's a little opening or if there's an opportunity or one of the lads is ahead of me and they're like, Oh, do you want a pint? Brilliant. But like, I don't I don't sit there like 30, 35, 40 minutes and think, Oh, I'll have to quickly rush off and get a pint. Like, you're right, you're there to watch the game. Um and, you know, quite often I've, I've had the skinful before I've even stepped in the stadium and, you know, it's, it's 45 minutes, isn't it? And you think you don't want to make, you could miss, you could miss a really big key moment. Mm. Um, I mean, Daz, what, what, what's your thoughts on it in general? I mean, it, I do yeah. take Rich and Andy's point in that I think it is becoming a bigger thing. Like, it, Pete's right, it's always happened, but it, it, it was notice, visibly, really noticeable how many fans had kind of just
0: you know, obviously as an often decided to, you know, go into the concourse or whatever. I don't really get it at all because, and I'm I'm not comparing, we're not comparing apples with apples here because when I go to a game, uh, I only get to go to a game once or twice a, a season and yeah. I spend the fo- small yeah. fortune, fortune to get there. And like I'm in, in the ground early to, to soak up, up the atmosphere to and then leave it late to, again, to, to, to take it all in. So uh, I just, I guess if I was leaving it early, I'd, I think I'd have to start questioning my, my life's choices uh, because, uh, but it's just, um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, 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 but it's, I'm not, I'm not in the same situation as people that are going every, every two weeks the, uh, uh, when there's a home game and so on. But, um, but yeah, you, you kind of do question. There's, there's people I see in the Irish mags, chats, There's people that will, will, will kill for a ticket. You know, uh, so, uh, uh, the, with their, the, so it, it is, it is a bit. you kick in the teeth the NCP. I, I don't get it. It's two one. And and 10 minutes left, plus 10 minutes extra time as well. Bonkers. It was different if we were 4 0 down, like it's always time in Arsenal the the, the last day, but um, at halftime. But uh, yeah.
1: I I, I think the surprise was maybe, um, and I wasn't actively looking for this, but I think the surprise was towards the end of the game because we were still trying to win it. Um, Like the halftime ones. I see all the time, like that's and there's a reason for that people want a pie and a beer or whatever. Um but leaving before the end of the game, that's that's the I think that's the, the the difficult one where you think to yourself, just just stay to the end and clap clap the lads off regardless. Um I've been in a ends where we've been thumped. Um it, it, King Power Pete. Yeah, we, we we were there. We we were there thumped at the King Power. I, I Old was traffic. at the 5-1. Sorry, the 5-0 and the 4-0. We were at the 4-0. So at the 5-0 where we go 5-0 down after about 60 minutes at Leicester. And for the rest of the game, we sing like we're 6 5-6-0 up. And we sing non-stop until the 93rd minute. And then clap the lads off like they've won a match. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know it's one of one, it was, of one of
2: those mysteries i suppose isn't
1: it uh, yeah. and maybe maybe we feel like that because as dad says because we don't have the the luxury of going every week so yeah. we really yeah, appreciate maybe. being there when we do yeah, um and maybe that's what one or two people are, uh, are saying in the chat is that you know give it to other people that might well appreciate it more um, give them the opportunity to go. Maybe that's why I don't know, but uh, we can't answer that because it's not it's, yeah. it's not even. Yeah. It's really difficult yeah. for them to answer. No, that's true.
2: That's true. Um, so I've got five more. So um, Jimmy, uh, thank you again for the super chat before me. Uh, anyone else bothered by Ash Ashworth being in the stands? I mean, I've got to be honest. I I I, I wondered why they were making a mount uh, a mountain out of a molehill because at the end of the day he's still employed by the club so I think it would have been more weird if he wasn't there personally Um, it didn't really shock me or disturb me or make me question anything, the fact that he was in the stands Um, it did make me laugh as well, the fact that when they zoomed in on him, he wasn't even watching he was just looking at his phone, but that's by the way (laughs) that was probably just an unfortunate moment but um, yeah, it didn't I didn't have any strong feelings either way on it, Jimmy, I've got to be honest
1: Pete? I couldn't care less couldn't care less um it's not for me i can give an opinion on his situation with the potential move of man united but i couldn't care less whether he was there or whether he's not because on match day for me it's just all about the players and getting the points that's the priority not not whether asher is in the stands or not for me if i speak i'll be in trouble uh
0: no um he, i i didn't even can pick that up on my stream i missed all that so i, for I it. It. yeah they're expensive <laughs> um yeah but no I, I do have a lot to say on this topic but i'm not going to say it just yet i think we'll do a special show uh on, on that yeah. topic when we get more confirmation signed and sealed and we have a lot to talk about on that, on that when we do so we'll, we'll keep that for another day yeah,
2: this is, a, this is an interesting one from Jordy Toon for Life. He says, uh, you can't tell me Richie is fitter than Lewis Hall. I don't get why he doesn't come on, even if it's for the last 15 minutes. I mean, we've already we've already kind of touched on this, Jordy uh, Toon for Life, in terms of we wonder whether it's a contractual thing. Um, I hope it's a contractual thing, because if it is purely based on ability or the fact that Eddie Howe puts other people in front of him, then that is a big concern. But Daz, any thoughts on that from Jordy Toon for Life?
0: completely agree uh I, I don't understand why we haven't seen more of Lewis Hall this season I like I think we talked about is, is it a case of that he he he's not <laughs> this is just a theory that he's not not following instruction that what he's asked to do we he uh i don't know uh it doesn't make any sense why why bring him here why spend all that money or have all that money to be spent on him and and not uh and not play him not 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 um give him minutes look like not now it's the case of tino never falling into that category as well because we were seeing a lot of tino and um we wanted to see an awful lot more. Uh, we, we we felt that he, he should be um, one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, but it, it's just baffling, re- really, and it all it all it's it's all leading up to uh, to uh, a point here. I think um, come, come the summer, um, we have there's big decisions that need to be made across the board. Um, uh, I'm not just yeah, it's, it's coming to a point sooner or later. For it yourself, Pete.
1: Um, I'm genuinely starting to question whether Lewis Hall will be at the club after this season. Um, Yeah, I've got a feeling the Lewis Hall situation is going to be talked about um, in connection to Dan Ashworth potentially leaving the club. I won't be surprised if it's if it's linked, or that that conversation is linked in some way, shape, or form. Um, I'm not being funny if you're not playing when we're we're struggling for, for for bodies, and we need someone to change the game, and you're not coming on, and you, and with in all due respect, you're bringing on um, a young Joe White, who's just been on loan at I think League One or League Two club. And you're giving him an opportunity over uh, someone that was an established Premier League player last season Mm -hmm. and has already had good moments for you this season. I think it tells you its own story. Um, I don't know about the speculations about his attitude and whatever. I have no idea. Um, As far as I'm concerned, it's all speculation. But um, him not playing matches at the moment, um, whilst he's training, whilst he's available. Says to me that increasingly that they they want to save that twenty eight million pounds. And they, want, they want to use that elsewhere. But then, then Pete, I, I, I'm under the, the impression
0: that that money is already spent. As in, like it, it it's a done deal. We we have no choice in the, in the in the matter. Even if we didn't want it to, to, to sign, that's that's the way I, I see it. So, do you think there's something else in there? I know you, you might know the answer, but do you think that that through, that we have a get-out uh, clause there?
1: Um, there was rumours that there was certain things that had to be matched in order for that deal to be done. Some people said it was like a points total. Some people said it was a certain amount of minutes. Like I've got no idea. It's, again, it's all speculation on what it is. And you know what Eddie Howe's like, he's not going to tell us anything. Um, but I genuinely think that Newcastle United at the moment. I could be wrong. could be wrong. I think they're holding back. I think they're holding back. I think they're not convinced. I think, I say they, I don't think Eddie Howe's convinced in Lewis Hall. I don't think he's convinced in him. I think from a guy that was being trusted to start away at Dortmund in a Champions League game, massive Champions League game, to now not even being able to come on against Bournemouth with all due respect to try and change the game. But what does that tell us? What, Let's what, genuinely, yeah, exactly. Something's not right, and I genuinely thought that he would be at this stage of the season. I expect him to be on the bench, I expect him to be kind of eased into the team. And I on, honestly thought that that moment, and we talked about it, Daz, when we did the watch along at Old Trafford when he played left back. Mm-hmm. And he scored and he was absolutely sensational yeah. that night. I genuinely thought that was the moment where we were going to get, like Tino Levermento a few weeks yeah. before, right. that was his moment. He's in the team there. But he gets hauled off away at Dortmund in his big opportunity and he's barely been seen since. And that says a lot to me. And as much as I backed him and I backed the signing and somewhere I thought it'd be a terrific signing... If anyhow, and, and the team and the club are seeing something in him, and you're about to spend 28 million on him uh, for an obligation, you, you I can't but trust what the, what they're doing. They're, all, they're they're clearly seeing something that we're not, and we're right to question it because we don't know. We're fans. We just expect him to play, yeah. but yeah. but. There's clearly something there, and I back the manager and 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 the, the the kind of the scouting team and and all the team behind the scenes that they're seeing something that we're not. Because I tell you what, twenty eight million is a lot of money. You don't mind investing it on someone that's nineteen that could be here for ten years. You don't mind that. That's pittance, really, in what he could potentially give you. But actually, if that twenty eight million can go towards signing a top quality left back that could be the replacement. In the, in the starting eleven for Dan Burn, then that's another question. Do you do it? Do you persist with a Lewis Hall knowing that he could potentially come in in a few years' time? Or do you take that 28 million back and go, I'm getting the guy now. I want the guy now to come in and be the, the number one left back next season. Another question. Another question. Absolutely, (laughs) too
0: many questions and not enough answers. And I think you were kind of alluding to as well, there, Peter. Who actually wanted him in the first place? Who wanted to bring him in? Uh, Who? uh,
1: Who knows? (laughs) Wonder if you asked them to do that. I wonder if you asked them to do that now, would they do it? There wasn't much of that going on in the press conference, as
0: in uh, from the body language and the the, the tone. I I, I didn't get that. I know we all three of us watched it. Well we're going into a different show if we go down that road. Um but yeah there's a this as you as you kinda of alluded to me, this this thing things going on in the background that that uh we don't know what's happening.
2: Um, no. interesting. Interesting. It is interesting,
0: yeah.
2: I'm gonna pair these last two together. Um and I didn't think the show was gonna go this way, but you know, as as you know on loaded mag, we are we are you know we are the viewers channel. Um, we, you know obviously we bring up comments and questions from the viewers who watch um, so I'm going to throw these on and I just want to kind of just your overall opinion on the on the two comments so the first one is uh, Dynamics Detailing who says if we have a good amount of money for the kitty in the summer do we risk letting Eddie spend it and then the second one is from uh, Trippier for Prime Minister uh, who says so are you lot seeing the light then Eddie is not the answer I mean just on a on a, a very broad uh response what 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 are your thoughts, styles on on those two ones so we've got the dynamics detail and if we have a good amount of money <coughs> do we risk letting Eddie spend it and then trippy for prime Minister saying are you lots eating the light then Eddie is not the answer are you are you kind of in that ballpark or are you are you still not um you know not necessarily I've, I park?
0: I have a lot of questions, uh, and I'm not going to get into it now. But I have a lot of questions. But I'm just going to put this, this picture again. So this picture for me was the future. Now I see when I look at this picture, I see a, a jagged line down the middle of it, and uh, we're, 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 there's something else coming. What is it? And if we're for for changing one, I'm I'm open to all possibilities. Everything's on the table. Uh, come come the summer because. We have to look at everything, and if I if I'm if, I, if I'm PIF, I, I'm thinking about it rather than getting the emotion in in, in everything. I I take the, the the viewpoint that I imagine PIF will, will take, and the, where do they want to go uh, here? So maybe, maybe 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 there's a lot of changes that, that need to happen, um, and we've got to a certain stage, and this it's it's all about kicking off the second stage. We'll go into more detail uh, when, when we when we get that. Uh, Further, but uh, it's a lot
1: to talk about there, yeah. likely. No, Pete. There's a lot of people in the chat that don't trust Eddie Howe, they don't want him at the club. Um, I still want Eddie Howe. I, I, I've said it before, I think he he's he needs to be given a chance to evolve uh, at, at the club. Um, but it's not about me, I don't make the answers, we don't make the answers. Um, PIF are the ones that would decide whether they think he's the man. Um, do I trust him to spend the money in the summer? I, I do. I do. Because of the windows that he's had um, previously, you know, under under his management. Kieran Trippier, Bruno Gomarez, Sven Botman, Nick Pope, Alexander Izak, just to name a few, Sandro Tonali, and a lot of those that have been talked about that were apparently his players. They were the ones that he wanted to sign. I think the ones that have been rumoured, and we don't know for sure, so we're just speculating, but the ones that are rumoured to be sort of um, Dan Ashworth signings are the likes of um, uh, Lewis Hall. Um, I think it... Not Tina Livermantle. There's one other I can't think. Um, so when you think of that and you think he has brought some really good players to the team, I do trust him to do it again. I I, I do. Um, But for me, the things that Eddie needs to work on is not about spending money. For me, I just think Eddie Howe needs to make sure he's making better decisions in game in terms of the subs that he's making, in terms of the changes, whether it's tactically, technically, whatever it is. I just think he he needs to be making um, better decisions um, in game. Otherwise, he will find himself out of the job. Chris, let's
0: get your thoughts on, on that, that question as well.
2: Um... I don't, I, I'll don't. be honest, I don't really know what to think. Um, I'm kind of a, a bit like what you said before, that I'm kind of like questioning everything, if that makes sense. Like, you know, it, it does... I, what, do you know what I do find funny? It makes me laugh, um, you know, the way, like, if there's been, like, a negative sign and it's like, ah, Dan Ashworth made that sign, or, ah... Dan Ashworth, Dan Ashworth didn't sign, you know, I'm not going to say Bruno because he physically didn't sign Bruno. But, you know, <laughs> like, when things go well, it's like, oh, yeah, that's his guy. When things don't go so well, it's very easy to point the finger. Um, and it, it's it's also, it, it's it's similar, isn't it, boys, to how, like, you know, we get linked with all these Bournemouth players, all these Premier League players, all these English players, and we automatically, and we all, we're all we all guilty, <clears> we all do it. it, it we all just kind of go, oh, it's bloody Eddie Al, it's bloody Eddie Al. But like it, it is just all rumors, isn't it? And Pete, Pete was right in what he said, you know, we don't we don't know. We don't we don't know. Um we can't say for sure what you know what's going on behind the scenes, and we can't. But um I am I'm, I'm I, I suppose it's more difficult for me as well because I I constantly have my red and blue mates constantly saying to me, Oh, Eddie's got away with it this week, Eddie's got away with it this week. Like, they're convinced he's, like, next for the chopping block. They're convinced of it. And I I, I, was kind of, like, thinking to myself, am I just being biased here? Like, you know when you start, like, having, like, a, a bit of a, like, you check yourself because you're going, why am I so adamant that, like, Eddie Howe's the answer? Eddie Howe is, like, you know, the one I want to take us forward. They're adamant that PIF are dying to get rid of Eddie Howe. They're adamant about it. And I, I'm like, no, no, that's not the case. It's not the case. And they're like, can't you see it? Can't you see it? They're going to get rid of him anytime soon. He may have had a bet on it. He showed me a picture of it. I mean, he may had a bet on Eddie Howe to go. And I was just like, he's definitely seeing the season out for me. Like that's 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 non-negotiable. Minimum. I told them that. yeah. yeah, minimum. I said in the summer, we may change hands. And as you boys know, you know I did say that I wanted Eddie Howe to be backed in January and he wasn't. And then that kind of raised a few suspicions or a few concerns for me in terms of what their thinking was. But maybe I'm just way off the mark. Maybe, maybe... You know, we are just—we weren't in a position to spend, and we are just saving the money for the summer. Um, you know, and again, you know, who, who's the person who was in charge of bringing these transfers in, with the Eddie Howe's picks, with the uh, Dan Ashworth picks? Were, we we don't genuinely know, do we? We had that small release on the Amazon documentary, you know, and they all agreed on Anthony Gordon, which is brilliant, and we went out and got, we got Anthony Gordon, and we saw that. Um, but I'm sure there are a lot of players that they are split on. And you'd like to think that the manager had the last say. But is that the case? Does the manager have the last say? You'd like to think so. But we don't genuinely know. Um, and it's, it's you know, like I said before with Dan Ashworth, it's like, oh, yeah, well, he signed to Sandro Tonali, Oh, we won't miss him. He signed to Sandro Tonali, He didn't do his due diligence. And it's like, that's just an easy excuse. That's just an mm. easy thing to kind of go. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I like I said to you boys before. I'm kind of on a on a path or on a journey myself this season, where like I've kind of come to the the acceptance that you know we're not, we're not going to have this fantastic season because I genuinely don't think we are. I want to, but I just don't because I feel like we've been let down majorly in January. I'm not going to lie; that's just how I feel about it. And already, I'm thinking things are going to be good in the summer. Get ourselves sorted. Get our players back. Tenali will be back, Jill Linton will be back. Get a few players in the summer. Start looking forward to the to next season. I'm already feeling like that. Um, obviously, I want to finish strong to the season. I want us to finish in Europe. I want us to get to the FA Cup final. But like, if we don't, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna be absolutely flabbergasted and distraught because I I didn't think we had enough anyway. When the first of February hit, I didn't think we had enough. Um, and all these injuries, it just kind of leaves you rolling your eyes going. Yeah, kind of thought that might happen. Um so maybe 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 it's just like an acceptance from my point of view, but I don't know. I, I think I think we see to, we get we get through to the end of the season, we see where we land, and then I think you know well, the owners will make the decisions in the summer, but Eddie's gotta have a strong a strong finish to the season, and um, you know, we he's got to he's got to try and manage this situation as best he can and i like i said to you boys at the end of the transfer window i feel sorry for adyab because i do feel like he's been you know sent down the creek without a paddle i i i feel sorry for him but then on the other hand you know this this not playing tino livramento constantly playing uh, dan Byrne, there's there's all little things but every every fan will have will have issues with the manager to a degree. Every fan will say, well, maybe he shouldn't have done this, maybe he shouldn't have done that. It's like, like, for example, you know, if he'd played Dan Byrne today and we won 4-0, would anyone be talking about Dan Bain? No. But we didn't, and that's kind of one of the things we're talking about, same with Martin Dubravka. It, it, it's natural, as a fan, you are critical. Um, But, I don't know. We'll mm. just have to see, I suppose.
0: I think... We'll bring this to a conclusion. Uh, I think we'll, we'll leave it on one word that has to feed through uh, to the summer is ruthless and to be continued on on that that whole other topic um any other questions, Chris? Uh, no, that was the last one, but I would like to awesome. say big
2: thank you to Antunami. Uh, thank you very much for the super chat and much appreciate and I love your dog and it's little coat lovely
0: <laughs> oh yeah it's Newcastle. you got the yeah. jacket nice and uh, just give a quick shout out to our sponsors a shout out to the radiator and russ and his radiators uh and yeah here's some pictures uh all pictures that we will have new ones coming and go check them out on, on the website is the best place to, to get your uh information you know there's also a booklet uh, you can download that from the uh the Website as well, uh, and uh, also you can get them installed with the uh, the install works. And Russell in the loaded van to sort that out. Actually, this is, a, this is a different picture of that as well. Uh, also, shout out to uh, H2O Bathroom Design Co. Uh, and the beautiful bathrooms that they have. Uh, so go check that out. And call into them. Check out the website, and you'll get the latest and greatest from them there. Uh, also, a shout out to ourselves. Loaded Mag NUFC Uh, available on on the platforms YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and on our socials Twitter, X, TikTok, and Insta. And for any business inquiries, contact us on loadedmagnufcinfo at gmail.com. And if you want it, uh, if you put up your phone to the screen and uh, open your camera and that will bring up. uh If you click on the, the link, then that, that pops up. That's QR code. Will um bring you into uh, our YouTube page. So check that out if you're, if you need to as well. And subscribe. Click the like button as well while you're here for this show. That is it. We will be back during the week. I know we'll definitely have a show on Wednesday. We put, we may have a, something before that. So keep your eyes peeled. Um, anything else left to say, lads?
1: no uh, (laughs) get get your tin hats on ready for for next weekend that's for sure
0: yeah 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 Um, that's good advice it's a project we're only at the beginning of it still
1: um The, the one thing i'd probably say is is actually to be fair is that let's not get on on anyone else's back let's be supportive of each other we might not have the same opinions but you know that there's nothing wrong with that we don't need to be getting on each other's back we are seventh in the league we're not fighting relegation. we don't have steve bruce in charge we don't have mike ashley in charge all of those positive things it's not the end of the world to the point where we need to be fighting on social media we come on here we do these shows to have different opinions on the game that's okay we don't have to agree um but yeah that we don't need to hammer each other in, and all the rest of it. It's just so let's stay positive. We might well lose next weekend, but there'll be plenty of games between now and then the season where we'll be picking three points up and we won't be as beat as we were today, that's for sure. Yeah. Good advice, Pete. Righty-o. See you soon.
0: We didn't like it, but we we're gonna play it anyway. Good night, everyone. See you later. How you like? <laughs>